Hi everyone, Taylor here. You know, at our podcast, we were wanting to center the perspectives of people who look like us and women, as well as marginalized people who has been historically pushed to the sideline of conversations. So, if you haven't already, we welcome you to engage through our Instagram or Facebook page by leaving a comment, or simply support us by subscribe our podcast from Acast. Apple, Spotify, and Google—it will make a huge differences to increase our visibility and centering the conversations we have from our pod. Enjoy today's episode. I've never made fried rice in my life. Bad, bad Asian. Is that like I don't even I don't bad, bad Asian. Asian? Yeah, hashtag bad Asian. I don't even know what goes into fried Seriously? rice. Seriously, what, what goes into fried rice besides yeah besides um. Egg,、um, rice, I'm guessing shallot. Rice. Obviously, rice. Yeah. Oh, shallot. Okay. What are what are the basic、yeah. staples? Um, fr- rice. But the, but but like I I know this is, seems、mm. funny, Helen. But like um, I really don't know because like I don't know what kind of sauce. Yeah. To use is it? Do you have to have soy、um, sauce? Is that the thing? Sometimes I use soy sauce. Sometimes I just use salt、yeah. to season. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, is that enough? Yeah, it is、so、enough. Salt is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right.、I'm、But the, like, the version we yeah, have when we're you, growing up is usually soy sauce. That's yeah, mum makes it. Yeah, well, yeah. That's. I think I've never attempted. Like a lot of things, I've never attempted. Like when it comes to Taiwanese cooking, I've never、mm. attempted anything because my mum is just like the best,、mm-hmm. and so there's no really no point in me even trying. <laughs>、um, so soy sauce is a staple. Yeah, and yeah.、Um, obviously like beans,、uh, like peas and carrot.、Uh, Maybe like sort of like frozen chopped up vegetables like corn, carrots, and peas. Hey? Yeah, the veggie combinations that you usually get from the、mm. freezers. Yeah, and we just started yeah, an episode.、Right. Yeah. <laughs> we just started an episode talking about fried rice without introduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, hi.、Um, I'm Jessie, and this is Helen. <laughs> as yeah, and as you guys know, we're Asian bitches down under.、Um, we do actually have an episode coming up very soon about. That, that centers on Taiwanese cooking,、um, but today we're we're gonna focus on something that I've been thinking about for a long time.、Mm-hmm. So before, like,、um, I'm just gonna give you a rundown to the listeners what we're gonna talk about today before we launch into our cultural consumption for the week. I have noticed through my viewing of a lot of different series, TV、mm-hmm. series, that、um, whenever a character has a therapist、yes. or a psychologist, the psychologist or therapist is has often been in recent years a person. Of、mm-hmm. color, so that could be brown, black, Asian,、right. Pacifica, whatever. Yeah, so just like not、mm-hmm. white is basically what I'm saying. And and I am really curious in this podcast episode to really just talk about it through with Helen and、mm. just really speak openly and discuss why that could be. Because like I really haven't thought about possible sort of.、Um, Sort of markers or possible indications of、yeah. why this has been the、mm-hmm. case. Now, when when I when I talk about P- POC therapists, I mean that the central characters in all of in most of these, all but one of these series, have been white.、Okay. And so, like, I just immediately thought, okay, what's with these series where they have people of where, where they have、um, central protagonists、mm-hmm. being white, and they have the therapists, the sort of like the supporting character.、Um, Well, not really. Like the therapists are never the supporting. Very, like they're not even one of、yeah. the. Yeah, yeah, they're not even one of the kind of side、mm-hmm. characters. They're just 
um, they come in and out of the episodes. But I just thought it was really interesting that um, why these series have decided that to put people of color mm. in these um, this uh, sort of like expert slash medical slash like omnipotent omnipresent mm-hmm. figure yeah. head you know because often when we think of therapists we think of them being the know-all mm-hmm. or the be-all like the the carriers That's of right. wisdom yeah mm-hmm. so do you want to jump into that topic now or should we come back later what do you prefer let's take no no let's um let's <laughs> let's talk about that um in our main thrust of the conversation mm-hmm. Um, but I want to know what how your week has been. Oh, okay. Let's do our cultural wrap-up first. <laughs> okay. Um, so this week I'm still watching the Olympics, like, right after the work day. Usually, like, after 5 o'clock, turn on the 7 plus because that's the only broadcast that we can watch from Australia. Not that I really want to support mm-hmm. the mainstream media. But um, I've been watching climbing the past few nights. So it kept mm. him up, like, past 10 o'clock who... It's like usually it's quite late for me. Usually just go mm-hmm. goes to bed at like ten. So the gold medal. So so the finals were on last night for the men's combined climbing. I'm um, not quite sure mm-hmm. if any listeners out there are like amateur climbers like me. So I'm really into it because mm-hmm. it's the first time that we have sports climbing in the Olympics. Right. Yeah, and oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it is the first time. I think it's the first time for the climbing and the first time for the skateboarding uh-huh yeah and also surfing i think yeah Correct oh yes, me, yes. Wrong. yeah right right oh i know yeah. about skateboarding yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah so i was really really excited to watch the ex you know the the competition um uh-huh. but i'm actually a bit disappointed that they didn't divide the events because there's so many types of different climbs like for example okay. for this it's time fine. we mm-hmm. we have the speed the bouldering and the lee climb so the mm. speed is pretty much self-explanatory. You have yeah, to do yeah. it as fast as possible. Yeah, get and to the, the top as fast yeah, as possible. Yeah, get to the top as fast as And it's as just possible. a race between two people, right? Well, it's basically, it's more like a race of your own time. Oh, yeah, right, and okay. to the finals, they do compete with each other to move right. into the like the first, second or the third spot. Yeah. And they get, um, there's a scoring system. And then the second one is the bouldering, which is they have four sets of bouldering uh, routes where they have to do a, uh, with, they have to complete within a set of time, which is five minutes per set, right. which is very short. Right. Like for me, yeah, I can't, yeah. sometimes I spend hours on one set, I can't even finish yeah. it. So yeah. uh, it's about mental injury. Mm-hmm. I just also thought that um, with bouldering, it's not actually about time. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they've had to put a time limit on it. Yeah, they have to have a time because I guess in the competition, they do have a time frame. Like when you have a certain competitors, um, you don't want to spend the whole day just waiting for one, of course. one yeah. athlete to, yeah. <laughs> you know, to complete one set. Yeah. yeah, and finally, the last event is the lead climb, which is where you get the belay, the rope yeah. strapped onto you. Right. And you climb up onto a, I guess it was a 50 meter high wall. Uh-huh. And then you just go up and up. And it's more about endurance right. and your strength uh-huh. and your brutes went with a lead one because you have to go higher and the holds get more difficult, smaller. And right. you know, sometimes it comes down to a very strange position that you have to move your body into. Mm-hmm. So those three events combined into for every 
climbing athletes that they come down to a scoring system, which is、uh-huh. a little bit complicated. I don't want to go into too much、okay. details. But the, yesterday, last night, the first gold medalist was won by this Spanish kid who's 18、yeah. year old. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Yeah, I was just really excited to watch then. Yeah, it was just really interesting. I think. Yeah,、mm. I, I hope I, I'm hoping that more people will get into the this kind of sports because it's not been very popular amongst the young people when I was growing up. Right,、like、I didn't know about climbing until like I was in my like late twenties. Right, right. Yeah. Could it also just、yeah. be like、um, the crowd you hang around with? Like, is, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's I, that's like, one of the. Fa- I'm that guessing was, climbing、yeah. is rather. White sport because、mm-hmm, I'm、mm-hmm. thinking just in terms of just generally outdoor spaces or any outdoor activity、yeah. is an extremely white sphere.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but 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 I have to say, Helen, I have seen a lot of Asian climbers because, like you know, Asians have been the sort of like the race group to have penetrated whiteness quite That's well. That's right. You know? Yeah, I've seen a lot of Asian Australians, the younger groups. They say like late teens and early twenties. They're doing quite well in the climbing as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like if you go to any climbing centers in, like, say, for example, inner cities, you will see a bunch of Asian Australians、right. who are like in college age, and they will just、yeah. mingle around. And I guess, like, like what you say as well,、um, Asians are pretty much being considered as very adjacent to the adjacent white to spectrum. Yeah. Like yeah. if you just think about other spheres that are typically elite and white, like classical music. Or、mm. um, CEOs or、yeah. um, tech, like I yeah, I just often think the only kind of the biggest minority、um, has been Asian people to penetrate those kind of historically、mm-hmm. white spaces.、Um, mm-hmm. Helen, where you where where you train up in the Central Coast,、um, are you do you do you see a lot of other Asian faces? No, in in your <laughs> are you often the only one? I would say I'll, I'm the only. Asian female. I have seen Asian、right. males Asian climb、okay. the yeah Asian guys、yeah. that climbs in <clears throat> the center that I go to, but mostly will be Asian.、Uh, mostly will be still white people,、uh-huh. but at the same time, I have seen like mixed kids. Yeah, right. Like right, I can、yeah. identify the kids who are like mixed race because my kids are mixed race. So like I kind of. Can pick up their traits like facial features, for example, yeah. But I haven't really seen maybe once or twice, very very rarely. But I can tell they're not locals.、Uh-huh. Like they probably came up from Sydney or somewhere else. Yeah, you can tell that they're not locals. Yeah. Do you think in the last because like the Olympics, I believe is almost over, right? Mm-hmm. You'll finish this weekend, I suppose. Is yeah, almost- I think it's finishing this weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, what has been the Olympic highlight for you? Olympic moment、oh, highlight. I think、you? this year I've been watching a lot more weightlifting, and I really like to get. I really like the、yeah. adrenaline of watching the weightlifters like complete their sets. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't have a word for it, but the moment that they lift up, you kind of feel like, oh my goodness, you know, the human strength. Yeah, I know. It's yeah, absolutely. I agree. I believe. I agree. Yeah. I my highlight. Cause I haven't watched a lot. I only started watching. The only kind of event I really did watch seriously was with our family. We were watching the Taiwanese、um, mm-hmm. weightlifter, and but from then I haven't been watching it. To be honest, I've been kind of slowly、um, 
turning away <laughs> and looking at other comforting things like Broad uh, City. Like I've been binging on Broad City again. Have you ever gotten to Broad City, Helen? No, I haven't. Tell us about it. Oh, man. Oh, well, it's on Stan and I'm sure that all our listeners know about it. It's basically Alana Glazer and Abby Jacobson. They play two gals in New York and the series went on for about five years. Mm-hmm. I believe there's five seasons. It was something that my friend and I in the, my our 20s, it was just... It was almost like um, you felt it's basically two girls who are like best friends going through the trials and tribulations of being two single gals in mm-hmm. their 20s in New York. And it is, it's so, it's like, you know, the feeling that you get from watching Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah. You just feel completely like immersed in that world. Yeah, it's it's what I feel like I have that same feeling times like three when I watch Abby and Alana. Uh-huh. And um, my partner has not, seen it before and so um we're going through them together and it's just like excruciatingly comforting and also like really great to to show him and to also like be so happy that he also loves it Mm -hmm. yeah because like he's showing me Seinfeld and I'm showing him like my you know my tastes in TV not that I have a lot actually this week I started watching Homeland and I've never seen Homeland Mm -hmm. But I think I was just up for some like new series, um, and yeah. So I, at the moment, in during the thick of the Sydney lockdown, when today on Friday we're recording, um, Helen and I are both in Sydney. Well, actually, Helen's in the Central Coast. We have hit a record number of cases Ew. today at two ninety one. Yeah, so yeah. it's a bit like uh, yeah, um, it's a bit daunting to think yeah um that we might not be out of this by the end of the month however Mm -hmm. we are very lucky in that we both have like secure stable uh ceilings over our roofs Mm -hmm. and um interesting cultural consumptions that we binge on yeah speaking of COVID situation you just went to get your vaccination this morning yes yes i do you want to talk about that yeah i got my first az vax Uh Um, how are you feeling yeah at the moment i'm fine i have a headache only because i have i had a headache before the vaccine just because i'm on like during my period and Mm -hmm. every month during my period i always have a headache I think it's like mm-hmm. a low iron or whatever, but um, mm-hmm. it's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not like an intolerable headache. I'll just keep dosing myself with Nurofen. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, Helen, you have finished your Pfizer dosages. Yeah, I got my first yeah. one. I got my first one. So oh, right. my second one's. I'm getting my second one in about a week and a half. So. Oh right, okay, yep. So I have to yeah. wait another six weeks until my or six four weeks, weeks, four or six Ooh, weeks until my next okay. um, dose. Um, Did you yeah. speak to your GP about getting the AZ? Yes, yes, yes. Because some people are quite concerning because it's um, you're in your early 30s yeah. and some people are quite concerning because there were medical advices came out earlier this year that saying that AZ was not quite appropriate for the younger yeah, groups. Yeah, so, yeah. But um, yeah. if you look at the um, kind of risks, there was more and, mm-hmm. and the sort of – the one that everyone is talking about, obviously, is the uh, blood clot risk. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at the risks in getting blood clots, if, when you're on your pill, for instance, a lot of women are on the pill. Yeah. Like, I, I was yeah. on the pill for about 10 years in my 20s. And um, the risk of getting a blood clot on the pill is, like, my GP actually said um, it's tw- twice as high than mm. getting a blood clot mm-hmm. using uh, with an AZ. The vaccine. So, yeah, yeah, so... And then, like, my one of my friends said that there's a higher likelihood of you being hit by a car. 
okay. than yeah. than getting a um, blood clot. So you know when I when I when in, when people put it that way, I think I'm a it lessens my anxiety over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when yeah. you got your vaccine, Helen, um, did your doctor or whoever vaccinated you? Did they run you through a set of risks? Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't told about. Well, I know about the risks before that I went into. I mean, you know, we all take our own responsibilities of doing readings and research before taking up the vaccination. Mm. But they did mm. just ask me that: Am I pregnant, or do I have any core symptoms? And that's it. That was the only. Oh, and, and oh. he did ask me if I'm allergic to anything. And I said, yeah, Well, yeah, not same. that. Yeah. I know. You know, I do have eczema. Yeah. Um, right, and off right. during seasonal eczemas and he goes oh okay that's fine then you just probably have sore arms for next right, 24 right. hours and that's it yeah right so 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 for people who get visor there's no like potential of getting the flu symptoms afterwards oh like it depends i think it depends individually well i, I didn't right. for my first dose but apparently people are yeah. saying that Pfizer with a second dose that the after oh, effect yes. is more likely to happen yes yeah. I, well, actually, now that you say that, the GP this morning showed me a kind of like A4 printout mm-hmm. of the percentage that you will get um, symptomatic, like f- f- um, mm-hmm. flu-like symptoms yeah. after the second shot of the Pfizer. He was mm-hmm. like seventy percent. It was he yeah. said it was quite high. Yeah, and I, I thought that was interesting. But I have everyone I've spoken to who, who had got the AZ after the first shot. Seriously, everyone, almost everyone said that they were, like, very fluy. Mm. Like, they, they were cold. Like, um, they, they felt like they were coming down with something. But then mm-hmm. it goes away after 24, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And so right now, I'm just kind of, like, preparing myself for a weekend. To just lie in bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and watch... Um, watch <laughs> Binge on, <laughs> binge City. on, the, on the, yeah, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of um, the, I just want to point out another thing that I I've been talking to my friends about yeah. taking the vaccination, yeah, specifically for female who's taken the vaccine because you yeah. got your AZ during your period, right? Yes. Why is that? Bad? Some of my friends, no, 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 nothing's bad about. But oh, okay. some of my <laughs> friends said that when they had their vaccination, their period yeah. came a couple of days early. Oh, so interesting. I haven't really seen any studies, yeah, that's not that I've known, yeah. about, you know, your menstrual cycles that's been affected by the vaccination. By the vaccination, yeah. Yeah, because all the friends I spoke to, they say, yeah, their period came a couple of days early. Interesting. Whereas for me, I came, yeah. my period this month came at the same time. Right. But I had heavier period this time. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I wonder why there hasn't been like research yeah. or studies. Do you know why, Helen? No, I have no idea why because I'm not medical professional. But you, but you know why this this whole this whole you know. Oh, the reason that we don't yeah. know about it because they haven't taken or done enough research for the female body. We all know why on that. Yeah, and uh, actually, um, <laughs> Helen, you say it so much elo- more eloquently. I was just gonna say misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or or like yeah. yeah, that's a bit harsh, but um, basically it's because yeah, um, people don't take women seriously. That's why. Yeah, that's everyone why. go and read Invisible Woman. <laughs> you yeah, understand? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. Um, what about reading wise, Helen? What have you been reading this week? Um. I haven't been starting to read any books. Oh, I I did start one of the Taiwanese write uh, Taiwanese authors' novel. It's called My Enemy's Cherry Tree, but I've only started like three pages down. So 
nothing. I haven't really picked up the whole plot yet. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But on the subjects of books, I want to mention if all if the listeners have seen our、um, Instagram post that I share some notes of a webinar that I attended last weekend was、mm-hmm. about two book releases that was recently translated into Chinese.、Um, it was held by Fan Books in Taiwan.、Mm-hmm. So the webinar was conducted in. Chinese, obviously, oh, yeah. Yeah.、Uh, it was a discussion on how to confront the reality of sexual violence in this、mm-hmm. generation.、Mm-hmm. The two books that they were talking about was the first one, "I'm Kim Jong Un,"、yeah. An Hee Jun's "554 Days of Sexual Violence Accusation," and the second one is "When We Call Us," the nth tracker of Lee Bon's "Flame of Chase." So,、mm-hmm. both books. Talks about the experience of women and even young girls being sexually exploited,、mm-hmm. harassed, abused in South Korea,、mm. and it was just a lot of discussions that I thought that it was、uh, quite universal.、Mm. If you're speaking from the perspective of women. Yeah. Like、um, how the victims been been forced into normalize the situation.、Uh, most、yeah. of the time, they've been blackmailed by shame.、Yeah. The prevalence of digital sex violence, and how we as females that the there's a con- 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 there's a conflict for us being females. How we imagine the world and the reality, the yeah, actual reality,、Absolutely. when we step into the you know the our. Comfort zone of perhaps the protection of our own parents. Yeah, yeah, and the two professors that were talking or who were hosting the webinar, they talked a lot about how that、um, one of the professor was really clever. That she used to work. She used to turn in Chinese. I'm not quite sure if there's a same turn in English as well.、Uh, yeah. Using warm water to cook the frogs. 温水煮青蛙 Yeah. I think I know what that expression might seem, but yeah. But can you explain it? That's a great expression. Yeah, so it, it's like it's it's like metaphoring the situation of sexual harassment, sexual abuse, by saying that you kind of slowly cooking a set、uh, cooking the frog. Yeah. But you don't start with boiling water because that will hit the frog so hard, and、yeah. they know the pain. Yes. And the Uh, agony, yeah. But whereas you use, you start cooking the frog by using cold water and slowly adding the temperature, yeah, until they don't that the frog realize they don't re- they don't realize、yeah. they've been cooked. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's quite similar to what we're facing in this very misogynistic <laughs> world. Yeah, that, I love that.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so scary as well, Helen. But I love, I absolutely love that. Um, I love that expression because I feel like. That is literally what it, what the experience of going growing up in a、mm-hmm. girl body and becoming a female adult is like. Like you just get inculcated slowly into like, yeah. They basically cult. It's enculturation, you know. It's enculturation、right. to、yeah. a particular type of behavior. You you realize what is acceptable, and I, I wonder how frightening it would be for you as a mother who is so、mm. hyper aware of all of these things, um, to. Yeah, to look out for these things in your own daughter because she's now eight. Yeah, I know it's it's scary at the same time. I need to find a balance for her to speak speak up for herself, 
but also yeah yeah uh not like hoping that she doesn't become too radical about something i I know that she's got a mentality of she wants woman to be on the top but at the same time i don't want her to take the point of view um from the patriarchy system of being woman and taking over the power i I still want her to see the equality within the human society yeah Yeah, i'm not quite sure if i like i haven't found a language to to for such expression but it is not simple i guess all the parents out there would agree hopefully they'll agree with me is that you want then you want your children to stand up on their own but you know that there's certain boundaries that you don't want them to cross that they become too radicalized yeah, i'm still yeah. trying to search for that language of expression yeah yeah i think i know what you mean and i think it it's really heartening to know that there are mothers out there like mm. you that um that are you know very actively negotiating that mm-hmm. attempt in trying to find those new languages because it's it's just going to get yeah you know, i think if if we have more women like you and you know for other feminist women mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and I obviously reading a lot of good literature, you know. Yeah, helps. what have you been Speaking of which, reading. Yeah, yeah. me. I, I actually have like been you know how a few weeks ago I was telling mm-hmm. you about Crying in H Mart by Michelle yes. Jordan. Yep. Yeah. So I have been slowly reading a few pages a day because I actually haven't finished it and I don't want it to finish because it's so good. Mm-hmm. And um it's just I know I've said this before on the podcast, but it's like one of the most harrowing reads I've ever read and so i've Uh had to um i've had to do it in very very slow chunks because Uh it's so it's so upsetting to read like Mm. because i am also very close like to my mum i feel like Mm -hmm. i am and she describes the the very details of the struggles that her mum went through she her mum died of cancer when she was when michelle was just 25 Mm -hmm. and um yeah i i just find it like explicitly confronting but like in a way that i can actually manage like for instance what i don't like is um like i can i can i think i can read about rape but i don't like to see it on the i don't like to see it on the screen like Mm -hmm. i can't i really don't i i like physically cannot be in the room when someone's watching a rape scene because i just Mm -hmm. find that very triggering yeah triggering and very insulting for all the rape survivors out there However, if it's, like, described in a book, I feel like I can at least... Um, I just don't want to see it. I can think... Like, I can... Like, I feel like um, seeing something is way more confronting than reading about it. Yeah, You know, that's just that. personally for yeah. me, for the mm-hmm. how I, you know, um, consume things. I don't know how... What what level of consumption and triggering, triggering that you have, Helen, but for me, like, I find that I can read about traumatizing things but not watch it mm-hmm. um like for instance I, I have you seen homeland hell no i haven't seen homeland. okay yeah so the first <laughs> so episode behind of with a lot of things yeah. no 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 the, so the first episode of homeland actually has a rape scene and mm-hmm. i found i was really actually very mad i was really angry because like i they should put a trigger warning you know mm. yeah it's hard to really censor like dramas and movies like you don't well i'm not asking for censor yeah. i'm just asking for like a freaking trigger, a trigger warning. warning yeah 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 i understand yeah. yeah but um anyway uh so i've been i haven't actually read a lot this week i've just been like um mostly binging on broad city um and mm-hmm. taking it easy with my reading <laughs> okay that's good that's fine you know sometimes we just have to take it slow yeah 
Yeah. Okay, let's take a break. Let's take a break, yep, and we'll be back to talk about POC therapists. It was quite interesting because on Facebook there was like a post asking, if patriarchy doesn't exist, what would you be doing now? Like, what would you, would you have your childhood dream come true? Oh, right. That's a really yeah. great question. Okay, let's ask each other that now, Helen. Yeah. If patriarchy didn't exist, what would you be? I think I really want to open a bookshop. I think oh, Helen, comic, I love this. Comic shop as well. Because I, I remember that both of us, like amongst four uh-huh. siblings, both of us are the ones that read the uh-huh. most. And I think growing up, mum, even though that our parents doesn't uh-huh. read so much uh-huh. themselves, but... They always bought a lot of books. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, for you probably not because you you started reading when we moved to Australia, and I don't think our parents had the. I don't know. They didn't. Have, they were not that accessible to English books and yeah, because it's yeah. their second languages as well. Yeah. But yeah. when I was growing in Taiwan, I remember like mum ordered or subscribed a lot of magazines and yeah, a lot of yeah. like encyclopedias, and I always loved to read those. Like, yeah. I don't read. I don't. I hate. The school textbooks because you just right, have to right. memorize a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. But whereas yeah. As, um, outside of school, I, I like to read comics, history books, and yeah. there were a lot of comics that they were written like they they framed around historical stories as well. Yeah. So they were quite interesting. I really liked them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I always thought that oh okay if I grow up if I have the ability I'm gonna have. Uh, bookshop you still can have a bookshop yeah i know yeah but as a child you you think that i'll oh, have a bookshop means that i'm just gonna sit there and read all day <laughs> you know you don't consider yeah, the business of <laughs> the yeah. profit and loss yeah, and yeah. things like that yeah yeah what about you um i would be an astronaut mm-hmm. yeah i just like my dreams were killed when i was like seven because like my <laughs> yeah, mom was like my mom said girls can't be astronauts and I'll forever mm. be like resentful of mum for saying that. Obviously, I've gotten over that, and obviously, I haven't because I'm still talking about it, you know. Um, but have you always been interested in science? No, no, like God, no, God, yeah. no, not, not, not. Nothing. Then where did that come from? <laughs> oh, because I because it's it's like a it, it's a tendency that a lot of dreamers have, and I'm not mm. exclusive in this. Like, I feel like everyone is a dreamer in their own way. Um, yeah. But you know, like it's there's something quite. Basically, when I say dreamer, I'm saying like anyone who appreciates beauty. And I think mm. what I saw as someone who's able to travel to space is basically like someone who is someone who desires to see the planet Earth as a as an entity like right in front of them. And like just mm-hmm. to, to be able to see that is quite an astonishing thing. And I just thought like, wouldn't it be amazing if I got to see the Earth up there from space mm-hmm. i just think that that would be like quite majestic and like it will make me really i don't know like i guess i mean i have you ever wanted to go up into space uh personally no why is that i think i well i i do envy the like anti-gravity where you can flow yeah that's a know, pretty cool sensation this, that would you know, be pretty that cool. kind of sensation yeah. and that's why i really like swimming i think that's not yeah. the same of course yeah. but it's similar but I haven't really thought of a bigger picture of seeing, you know, Earth as another entity. But I understand the science behind it, as in the exploration of space that, you know, you want to have the advance of technology and to improve human life, mm. et cetera, et cetera. But I haven't really thought of 
in the bigger sense, yeah, mm, yeah, of that, yeah, it's going up to the space. Yeah, <laughs> you know how how I'm very bad at flying, so I can't imagine right, myself. Yeah. Helen, I'm going always out throws out up when she flies. I <laughs> yeah. love it. I love it. Um, yeah. speaking of no, there is no adequate um segue here. I'm going to. <laughs> Launch into the subject area of POC mm-hmm. therapists um, fixing white people. Yes, which is the topic of today's conversation. So I'm going to start with. Um, so basically, I want to start. I'm going to talk about five types, five five kind of um not types, five mm-hmm. like uh, shows uh, slash um yeah movies. So um I'm going to start with Mayor of East Town. So I'll just run through the five kind of um shows yeah. slash movies I'm going to run through. Mayor of East Town, which was on Binge, um starring Kate Winslet. Normal People, which was on Stan, mm-hmm. I believe. <coughs> Excuse me. Um bless you. <laughs> thank you. Um obviously adapted by Sally from Sally Rooney's um monstrously infamous books. Uh The Bowl Type, which is also on Stan about three mm. gals in their 20s in New York. Uh, the other, the fourth one I want to talk about is Kendall Jenner um, and her kind of um, videos on anxiety, um, okay. which is on YouTube. And then the last one is the movie Joker. Mm-hmm. So, Helen, out of those five, which one have you seen? <laughs> I've only seen Joker. Okay, well, why don't we start with that one then? Yeah, that's yeah. a good launching off pad. So, oh, can I add yeah. another one yeah, go on. to the discussion? Yeah. Never have I ever. Oh yes, yes. I think I yeah. I got rid of that one. We we spoke to yes, about yeah. that one last we, week. I yeah. think I got rid of that only because um the main character um Devi is also oh, a he's POC. Not white. Yeah, so that's yeah, why. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, yeah. But, that's alright. But no, okay. no, we can add that onto the discussion later. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joker is um obviously Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker, and he in the movie um. The counselor slash person who helps him get an employment kind mm-hmm. of is um a woman of color. She's like black. She's yes. not like black. She is black. <laughs> She's black. Yeah. yeah. Um, and her role is kind of like to help him navigate his way through, in order, like seeing how if he's okay in the head, what, and also mm-hmm. like get him a job. I think. Yeah, yeah. A bit like the Centerlink slash counselor. Yeah, social worker type basically. Of person. Yeah, yeah, social worker. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, um, I thought that was really interesting because, like, uh, Rocky Phoenix's love interest in the movie is also a black woman. Mm-hmm. So I thought mm-hmm. that was interesting, like, just this idea that you know a a black woman is the is uh, is there to kind of provide the nourishing support for this white central character, you know. Kind of like the mm-hmm. traditional, like, oh, warm black woman to, like, what what's that name that they give to, like, the historical black women, like Big Mama, kind of like the oh, nurturer yeah. of the house kind Nurturing, of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just think of yeah. the the, mov- the super bad racist movie, The Help, and the, mm-hmm. the character in there. I forget her name, but she's, like, super famous. Um, but she plays that kind of warm-hearted, all-embracing, large, like, physically large kind of warm mm-hmm. black woman. Yeah, and and then I mean with Kendall Jenner, Ken, Kendall Jenner, um, obviously everyone knows her. Um, she has come out with a couple of like videos on YouTube, just kind of like mm-hmm. opening up about her anxiety. And obviously, yeah. like my first response is like, this woman is like a trillionaire, and she grew up with a a, a spoon made of diamond you know, in her mm. mouth, so to speak. Not even a silver yeah, spoon, no. it's a diamond, yeah, a diamond one, spoon. Yeah, she's like one of the richest people in the world and she's only ever known wealth. And 
when I first heard, like, you know, she's got anxiety, I'm like, I rolled my eyes. But then I was like, no, everyone is entitled to... Have their own problem. Yeah, exactly, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not attacking Kendall Jenner here. I, what I'm... I'm not really attacking anything. I'm kind of just assessing this, surveying what I'm seeing a trend mm-hmm. of. And so she, in her interviews, um, which we'll link out to our show notes, she um, interviews a series of like three or four different therapists. Yeah. And all of them are POC. Okay. Yeah, so, all of them? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'm pretty wow. sure okay. all of them, she, which I thought was like great. You know, I, I, just, I thought mm-hmm. that's good to like, What I think what I'm saying here is like, um, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I'm just saying like uh, it's interesting that um, public POC uh, public therapists now are seen mm-hmm. like we we see more diversity in them, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Though what who they're kind of trying to help are uh, remain kind of white people, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I actually don't actually know Kendall Jenner's background. I feel like she's got some other. I know Gigi Hadid and that family have like israeli background or palestinian background but Mm -hmm. kendall jenner she i mean she looks white to me you know Mm -hmm. um and then the next series i want to talk about is the bold type so in the latest season of the bold type um uh, the white character in there there's two white central characters and one black character one of the Mm -hmm. central white characters her name is um, sutton she is going through a divorce and she's just separated with her husband and um she kind of drinks historically has she drinks herself to feel better like her mm-hmm. cuz her mum was an alcoholic okay and yeah. um so her friends encourage her to go see a therapist to like just try and work mm-hmm. out the separation cuz it's obviously traumatic and they separated because her husband wanted children and she didn't and so um mm-hmm. Sutton spends a few episodes going to see a therapist and in that series in that in those episodes they choose a black woman to be a therapist. I'm pretty sure it's a black woman. Okay. Or maybe it's an Asian woman. Oh, my God. I really need to do my research better. Yeah, but it's a person of color. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an All Asian right. woman, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And then the next series I want to mention is um, talk about is Normal People. Now, towards the end of the – I think it was mm-hmm. like six episodes. Towards the la- end of the uh, series um, – Connor, who's one of the main central characters, um, a white guy, he goes to see a therapist and um, she's black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, in Mayor of Easttown, um, Kate, Kate Winslet, she's encouraged to seek therapy. And Mayor of Easttown and Kate's therapist is also a woman of color. I think she's brown slash black. So, um, mm-hmm. Helen, what do you think okay. about all these trends? What do you think that means? <sighs> I kind of divided into, I don't want to use, I don't want to turn it into pros uh-huh. or cons, but I kind of, kind of like my observation of this, um, having POC therapists on the shows, like for one, it's like a representation of professionals, yeah. um, which is quite good. It, I mean, in, in on, on the positive sense, you know, because we do hear that, POC professionals do, do get discriminated yeah. um, by their clients or patients in the medical industry. You know, it's a good thing that there's a representation on the, yeah. on the screen. But on the other hand, like the perception of that, maybe POC are more tolerant of mental issues. Like it, like you said, that they are there to support and help the uh-huh. main characters fixing the uh-huh. white people. 
And of course, the narratives are still centering the white characters. That's right. It's kind of like a further burden for the POC, and usually female re- uh, yes, therapists. Yes, that's right. Well. That's right. You don't really see male therapists. Like the only male therapist um, that I can remember for what I've watched is uh, Ricky Gervais's um, Afterlife. Afterlife. Right. Which, right. Which yeah, every time which I see it like on like male- every time I see it on Netflix, I just think <laughs> Helen wants me to watch it. Helen wants me to watch it, but I just can't bring myself to watch it because Helen says it's like super sad. Yeah, it is super sad. But the male therapist yeah. in that show, mm. he's been portrayed as a total dick. Oh, really? Like, he's a, such a misogynistic imbecile. Oh I, I can't find he, any words to describe what, what him. Race is he's, he? he's he's white. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he's such a dick on the show. Jesus. Um, okay. But that's the only white therapist I can think of mm. from the amount of um, shows and movies that I've watched yeah. recently. Yeah, right. Um, I can't think of anywhere yeah. else that I've seen therapists yeah, on the shows. But Helen, you've made such a great point because just hearing you speak now, I realise, yeah, all of the all of the PSC therapists are mm. women that mm-hmm. I've mentioned. Yeah. And it's almost like in my head, it's almost like this subtle way in which um, if you consume the shows that I've consumed, if you're mm. not as like um, observant as I am or Helen is, you kind of just like end up being, start to expect or you kind of start to see and expect, I think expect is the word, mm-hmm. um, that people of colour should be there to listen to your problems. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, um, you know, historically uh, white-centred narratives have always had um, sidekicks who are Asian or black. Yeah. Like ev- I, I swear, every single um, teenage, teenage rom-com movies, yeah. from the 90s and the noughties, like yeah. She's All That, um, She's the Man, like all, all those um, teenage movies starring like Freddie Prince Jr., like the, the alpha male always has a black sidekick or an yeah. Asian sidekick. Or women, so, um, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah, and and the same with women, like uh, like you know your favorite show, Shrill. Same thing, like her yep. best friend is a black, black woman. Person, it's, it's almost like um they have um displaced that kind of um friendship um hierarchy onto yes. like some other sense. Like it's like That's right. oh they're not friends, but people of color still have to listen to, and they still take on the burden. Of right. listening to white people's problems. Yeah. And specifically females as well. It's like putting yep. females into that stereotype that uh, females are supposed to have better ear, whereas exactly. males exactly. are stereotype of they're not as tolerant of how to deal with mental issues. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it comes down to the kind of the inequality in work, like the type of work that we do as well. Like people mm-hmm. are always saying that, oh, you're biologically wired into childbearing or childcare, which is really bullshit yeah. because that's yeah. very much uh, society constructed. Yeah, into exactly. like a hierarchy, like you said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I think that um, I have these conflictual feelings about it. Like, yeah. I, I do think that do the dramas and the uh, movies trying to reflect the reality, or are they just trying right. to create a imagined reality? Right, where exactly. White people goes to see people of color therapist because, from my own experience. It's mm-hmm. really hard to get on hold of people of color therapists. Of color. Yeah. Yes, exactly. There's really rare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for Asian communities as well. I mean, yeah. I know there's um, there's groups and there's pages on social media that promotes mm. 
um, Asian therapist communities, but it's、yeah. not easy to get on hold of them because, yes, like we said, that、um, for a lot of Asians who are doing medicine, there's not enough that goes onto the study of psychology. Yes, and because it's like seen as soft medicine. Yeah, and quote unquote. And you want to get in touch of people of color therapists because you、Sometimes. you think you think that it's、uh, they might have a kind of linguistic slash、uh, culture connection with yourself. Yes, if you're yes. a per- person of color. Yes,、exactly. so it's easier to talk to them. Whereas maybe、mm-hmm. you you've seen like dozens of white therapists and you don't feel like it's a good connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can I say also, Helen? And I'm sure I have said this to you on this pod- podcast、uh-huh. that、um, it's not necessarily so that if you do find yourself with a therapist that ha- is the same race as you, that、mm-hmm. does not mean that they actually will be good for you. That's、honestly. right. Yeah, 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 of course. Because yeah. I have had like my favorite therapist was Italian, I believe she was、mm-hmm. Italian, so white adjacent.、Um, and one of my worst、um, therapists have been actually women of color.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. one. I won't go into details, but honestly, um,、uh, Helen and I, even though we're saying like it's a universal truth that it is hard to find a person of color therapist in Australia. However, if you do, it does not mean that necessarily they that they will be a good match. I、yeah. just like that's right. Like. It's it's the same as like、um, the way you know、um, just because someone is Asian doesn't mean you guys are gonna get along you know、mm-hmm, it's the、mm-hmm. same thing like in friendship、yeah. um, I remember seeing a woman who was also like Asian I think she was like Chinese and she was also like me like kind of born here in Australia like、um, I wasn't born here in Australia but I. Like started preschool here,、mm-hmm. um, so she on paper she and I would have had similar kind of like experiences, right,、mm-hmm. or kind of attitudes. But she was like, I felt even more alienated and lonely after seeing her because she was so friggin' like, she's like <laughs> one of those perfect prissy.、Um, Chinese girls who like who like had a mass, and this is where I went to her after a breakup, and she had this massive diamond ring on her finger. She、mm-hmm. was getting engaged. She, she some one or twice, once or twice dropped that her fiance would do this, and like it was something really nice, and it was just like so. It made me just feel even more inadequate, you know.、Mm. And she also gave me a stupid, stupid tip, and I'll I'll just say this like because it's not private at all. <laughs> but I remember I told her. That I felt shit about myself, and she gave me the tip. She said, "Do the opposite of everything you're feeling. So if you feel like staying home on a Saturday night, go out, go party. You know, like do the opposite."、Mm. And like、mm. it, I hated that tip, and even now, like five years on, I think this is like the stupidest tip ever. I don't know. What do you think <laughs> about that advice? I I I say like lean into your sadness. What regarding to her advice? Yeah, her her advice was so crappy. Yeah, I was going to make a point about. The friend that you you consider is like they're from the same culture or linguistic background. Yeah, you don't ne- you don't necessarily will be perfectly for each other.、Mm. Yeah, I agree with that because, like, even within one race, there's so ma- many different types of people. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and you have different values, and you think that you grew up in the same similar experience. But in reality, you know, you do come from very different families, and you know, her values from coming from her parents could be very different from us, and the type of exposures、yeah. that, and the type of maybe jobs or social circles could be very different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> we're off a tangent a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's swing back, Helen. What else did um, you want to say about this topic? Yeah. Well, I was just saying that, you know, it's. I don't understand why the dramas and the movies that they put people of color as a therapist character. It is a very conflictual feeling for me that it is a really reflecting on a reality mm-hmm. or they're trying to hopefully create that reality in the future. Mm-hmm. Because if we do, like, it is a positive thing to see more people of color on screen. But are they going to expect from the audience perspective to ex- uh, to expect that uh, I'm going to seek a person of color therapist mm. because they will need to listen to me. I'm going to throw all my burdens on them. Yeah, exactly. Like it's taking people of color, again, taking all the shit from yeah, the white yeah, exactly. people. We, we are there to need to educate them and just like extra amount of burden on, onto people of yeah, color. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a extremely extremely spot on observation and it makes me wary and I really do like that mm. um that idea that you have is like what what are the what are the writers and producers of these series and these movies trying to like very very subtly mm-hmm. say. I mean everything is conscious. That's that's why mm-hmm. it's so like frightening because every casting decision mm-hmm. is very very con conscious like they, yes. they they consciously decided this role would go to a black actor or a brown actor and i just wonder why you know what what is mm-hmm. their reason behind it yeah and speaking of just on the joker mm-hmm. i when i was watching it i actually had a feeling of that the community counselor was a rather vulnerable position because we are we know that as a pers- as a as, as an audience, I'm watching it from outside of the story. Like you can tell that um, the Joker, the character, is a very unstable yes, white that's right. male. That's right. And from my own experience, I keep thinking, "Oh my god, that he's gonna kill right. the community yeah, counselor." Yeah, yeah. That I had the sense of feeling because you know, I like, kind of like projected yeah. like my feelings yeah, yeah. onto that movie. Yeah. Like I feel worried yeah. that oh, is he gonna? like murder this counsellor because she's black and she's um, the counsellor. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's a really heavy subject and I, like, would love Mm -hmm. to hear what listeners think about this. Yeah, they ask now. Yeah, Yeah, why do you think these um, deliberate casting decisions have been made and, you know, have have people Mm -hmm. noticed, you know, the race of the therapists in the shows or movies or videos that they watch like seriously drop us a dm you know comment on our facebook um we'd love to know and keep this discussion running Mm -hmm. um so we're doing another shout out for butter butter this week What's your you receive yours this week, Jess? Yeah, your it butter, is. Butter, honestly, activewear. Yeah, I'm not think? joking. It was the most comfortable uh, activewear I have ever slipped on. Honestly, uh, it was just the material yeah. is so good. Like all the activewear I've ever used has been like really tightening and spandexy. Like mm-hmm. it felt like my mm. my my like body was like being. 
kind of like like it felt like being in a straitjacket yeah exactly strapped in yeah (laughs) but this was like incredibly like oh my god it was just so soft like it was so Mm -hmm. soft and unstrapped like that I felt like I could go to bed with it that's what's yeah that was how comfortable it was yeah it is yeah Yeah. oh my god it's so freaking comfortable it's just absolutely beautiful yeah, and it's warm too, and it's not. I think there's a there's te- there's a technology that everyone have to look up. I don't know. I can't remember. It's a kind of like sweat resistant, but it's ventilates as well, <laughs> something like that. So it's it's really good for all sorts of exercise. So Butter Butter is a womanly brand that was found with a global objective in mind to produce a carefully created range of activewear that address. The most common pain points in women all around the world. Whether you're lounging around, on the go, or at the gym, active wear should be functional, flattering, and excel in performance. The advanced proprietary blend of fabrics are manufactured to exceed the current stance on the market. Butter butter, pull no punches with quality, durability, technology, and feel. I actually also want to stress their products are reasonably priced and at the same time very durable. Um, I love that they on the website where it emphasizes on the part that uh, the social their social responsibilities to minimize environmental impact with compostable mailers, and they are very dedicated to oppose fast fashion. With collaboration with Barabara, we have a special code for our listeners. Thanks to Barabara, they are giving our listeners a ten dollar off. Uh, on each order with the code ABDU10 at the checkout. And for a limited time only, I just found out this week that they are doing free shipping globally. Oh, yeah. amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. I just got mine this uh, yesterday afternoon as well. I can't wait to uh-huh. put it on. Where I've already got a pair which is with yeah, the pocket and yeah. the one that's just right is without the pocket and I'm just going to try their sports bra as well because I, de- I, I can never find... A perfect pair of sports bra anywhere. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It's either too tight or they're too loose. Yeah. You know, like yeah, exactly. the Asian body. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mine has always been too tight. Like I have mm. to. Like I think I have one um, that I got from Bonds, and it, it mm-hmm. feels like whenever I put it on, it's it actually hurts my wrist because it's so tight, and I find mm. it hard to get on and off. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah. it's so like restrictive. Yeah, the bottom bit just under your boobs. But yeah. this is like this just slips on. Yeah. So what have, what exercise yeah. have you been doing using this active wear? Well, I've been doing a lot of it. Um, I've been doing obviously mm-hmm. a lot of um yoga. I do yoga. Um, yeah. I do yoga every day, and I've also been doing qigong with. My oh favorite, really? Um, yoga instructor, yoga with um yeah, mm-hmm. move with James. Um, so you should check out move with James. I'll cool. add the to a show notes. So move with James. James Raphael is like this extraordinarily kind, beautiful man who is from the uk and he does like really calming kind of exercises i found moving with james because i i've been experiencing wrist pain that i just can't heal and so like i do wrist-free yoga with james and okay yeah Yeah. it's just so good i just love i like look forward to his um videos every day so much and when you catch up and do a a facetime exercise over the weekend yes Yes, that's right. You're going to do it with everyone. Yeah, very good. Okay, so that's a wrap. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'll be thinking about it this weekend. Definitely. 
So that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple. If you have enjoyed our show, please give us a five star rating. We welcome listeners to send us your feedbacks or any topics that you would like us to explore. We would also love to know what you are listening, watching, and reading during this crazy pandemic period. Yes, check out our、um, updates on our socials and make sure that you share with your friends to help us to extend the visibility of Asian bitches down under. And also continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. Yeah. Okay.、Ooh. We'll speak to you next week, guys. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Stay safe, Stay everyone. Stay safe. Yes. Bye. 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 Bye.